Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Buccaneers at Bills. Thursday night football. Buffalo after the head-scratching loss to New England. Can they figure out what went wrong? Can they get all the lights out on a short week? Also, San Francisco with Brock Purdy looking like he'll be out Sunday. Can they survive? Hey, Darnold. And the day after game one in the NBA. It's overreaction Thursday, so everything on the flops. Broken ankles, dunks, players only meetings, canceled plane tickets. You're going to want to hear that story. And that very large size debut. Let's go around the horn. Moving football. How much? Thursday night football, Bucks at Bills. Good one. Both teams with something to prove after underwhelming results in the last couple of weeks. And in Buffalo's case, that head scratching loss to New England. So tonight is a must blank for blank. Lindsay Theory, fill in those blanks around the horn to you. Tonight is a must-win for the Bills. The Bucks were a fun story post-Tom Brady getting a few wins, but the Bills have real expectations this season, expectations to go to an AFC championship, and they have been playing down to the level of their competition for the last three weeks, and that must change. They've been averaging 19.7 points per game over the last three games after averaging 34.8 through their 3 and one start. Josh Allen had a shoulder issue. He says it is fine. They need him to play better. He has had a dip in his QBR over the last two games. They need him to help elevate everybody around everyone around him. No excuses. It's not on the O-line. It's not on the receivers. Josh Allen must elevate his game and the Bills. Must win, says Theory, for the Bills. Bill Barnwell, you're a Bill. Tonight is a must blank for blank. This is a must ball out for the Bills offense. Lindsay is absolutely correct. The offense has been struggling the last three games. They have to change the way they play on offense because now Dawson Knox, one of their two starting tight ends, is injured. And they've gone out and more than doubled their tight end usage with two more tight ends this year versus what they saw a year ago. They wanted to get bigger and stronger and run the ball more. But it hasn't worked. Their best offense is still one tight end on the field. They're the third best offense in football when they do that so far this season. So with Knox out, Kincaid moving into this lone tight end role, I think they spread the Buccaneers out more. You want to throw the ball more against the Bucs anyway. I figure this is going to be a very explosive, passing-heavy game plan for mm-hmm. the Bills in this game. So you said must ball out. That's bigger than must win, right? That, that means double-digit mm-hmm. win. That means David Dennis yep. Jr. What must happen tonight. You can start from Buffalo or Tampa's perspective if you want. This is a must-dominate game for the Bills' mm. defense. There's a lot has been already said about the struggles offensively, but, you know, before those last three games, Josh Allen was playing like the best quarterback in the league, and in spite of how bad they've looked the last three weeks, he still leaves the league in touchdowns. So, there, you know, I, there's, I believe that that offense can find their way back to where they are, but that defense is where they've been losing these games. They gave up only 250 yards for the first couple games this season, including against that Miami Dolphins offense, but they've allowed 
385 yards or so in the last three games against the likes of Tyrod Taylor and Mac Jones. And mm. you saw what Mac Jones did in that fourth quarter with that comeback win. That, that offense had done enough. This defense needs to get back in shape, especially to overcome those injuries to White, uh, you know, that they have at, at, you know, on that side of the ball. So they need to get right defensively to start winning some of these All games. right, so that's a must win, a must dominate and ball out, a must dominate and ball out on defense. And now for Musty, we go to Tim Kalisha. Yeah, this is a must show up game for Baker Mayfield. There is another team in this game, mm. and they are also four <laughs> and three, and they're in a very, very winnable division despite whatever deficiencies the Bucks have. I think Buffalo's defense is one that they can throw on. I think Evans and Godwin can have a big game. I think it's time for Chris Godwin to score a touchdown. That's not a fantasy owner's lament. That's just a suggestion. Mm, Maybe no, watch what you're saying there. Coaches are listening when you say that. <clears throat> I think they're beatable. I, I, I don't, you know, Baker has a chance here. He's been given a, a reprieve. This is, what, his fourth team, his fifth team. He needs to show up and, and, and do something tonight. And you've got zero points right now, Tim. But you want to make a pick for tonight? You like Tampa over Buffalo and Buffalo? Sure, we do. I like Tampa and eight and a half points over Buffalo. I'm not sure about the rest. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a, a close and Lindsay, game. And David, Bill, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You've got Buffalo tonight at home in the short week. We'll move on. Absolutely. To so the story of last night, Victor Wamanyama's NBA debut. 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, three threes, one block. But... It all added up to be slightly under his preseason numbers. There was foul trouble. He had nine points in the fourth quarter. The final, Mavs 126, Spurs 119. Tim, it's overreaction Thursday all over the NBA. What did you see in Wembayamba's debut? I mean, I, I think Spurs fans have to be pretty happy with this. You, you start with the three three-pointers. Usually, when you have a big man in today's NBA, he's got an inside game and you're working to get him to have an outside shot because you have to have one. He already has that. We need to see the rest. We need to see more, and I'm sure the Spurs will do more with the pick and roll and, and see the kind of things he can be devastating with. The only disappointment was he blocked Kyrie's first shot of the game, but we thought we're going to see eight blocks tonight. But he got in foul trouble, and that kept him from having any kind of dominant presence. But he's just a great athlete for a guy who's seven. David, your number one takeaway from Wemayama's debut. The fact that nobody on either side of the ball were the teams he's playing against or his own team really quite know what to do with or about him yet. You talk about that first play with Kyrie. Kyrie looked like the coast was clear and Wimby basically jumped over from the three-point line and blocked that shot. I don't know, you know if there was a stat for this, but he's going to lead the league in pump fakes against because the Mavericks were scared to shoot anytime he was out there. Fouls happen with rookies. There, you know, he's going to get better with that. I think on the Spurs side, they need to. They took him a while to figure out that if you throw the ball really, really high while he's in the paint, he's going to catch it and dunk. He only had one paint <laughs> touch uh, for the first three quarters of that game, but he turned around and dominated with that nine-point uh, fourth quarter in the last couple of minutes, and that's the win that I think we're going to see through the rest of the season. Bill Barnwell, number one takeaway from Wimbayama's debut. They're still figuring this out. And to David's point, Wimbledon uh, dominated in the fourth quarter. That was the only time the Spurs really used him at center in this game, which makes sense. You're trying to keep him healthy for the whole season. He's not the, you know, the thickest guy in the league. You're trying to keep his body fresh for the entire game for 82 games. But 
he's going to be the best offensive player he can be right now playing as the five in those lineups. So they have to balance when they're going to use him in those roles. And then we saw Grant Williams chase him around all game. He had to deal with a you know, legitimate NBA stopper following him around for an entire game. And it's going to take time for him to develop the space he needs, all those little tricks and you get as the lead scorer on an NBA team to get in the role where you're a dominant mm, player. Did I hear so, a word Like there? what I saw, mm -hmm. but still taking Yes, I, I, I think you might have to find another word to describe what type of scorer... He might want to be. A spectacular. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Lindsay Theory, a takeaway from the NBA debut. I asked yesterday whether it was going to be a remember where you were moments. Well, LeBron in his first NBA game, his numbers were well into the 20s, filled out the stat sheet. This wasn't exactly that, Lindsay. I remember I'll be on my, I was on my couch last night watching this thing, and that guy is seven foot four. And gosh, he is smooth. But that is actually not what impressed me most. What impressed me most was just his com composure late in the game, his mental stamina to go through foul trouble on the night of your rookie debut, to be 19 years old, and then go in in the fourth quarter, score nine of your 15 points, and really prove that you have the capability of putting an organization on your shoulders and living up to expectations. To me, it was really his composure and mental stamina that stood. Dallas, I'll give you a last word after the horn. I do remember Dirk Nowitzki's first game. He scored two points on free throws at Seattle. It doesn't always start with a bang for, for players. Anybody over know here. Tim Duncan's first game for San Antonio after he was the number one pick? How many points? 15. Exactly what we saw from Wemiyama. Duncan had 10 rebounds, and Wemiyama might be playing a little bit below that as the season progresses. Five last night. For the number one pick, other than Victor, number one thing that stood out from other game ones. I'll give you some nominees. Porzingis, 30 in his Celtics debut. That's about as good a debut as anyone's had when the Celtics were their next team. The win in New York. Indiana Pacers scored 143. Zion returned and dunked and dunked. Pelicans looking strong. Chet's debut. Chet Holmgren. The year after he was injured, 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, and a win. But there was this play where he got his ankles broke by Andre Drummond in the year of our Lord 2023. And another debut, four points in the Blazers debut for Dominate. David Dennis Jr., most significant game one. I'm going to go with the Pelicans. There was so much off-season drama and stuff with Zion that you forgot that this team was the third seed before he got injured. Obviously, the injury concerns are always going to be there. But when him, McCullough, and Ingram played together, they were 7-4 and four last season. And they pretty much dominated that Grizzlies team. Of course, they didn't have Moran. But it's a reminder that this is a good team, and Zion is one of the best players in the league when they're all on the court together. Bill Barnwell, number one takeaway from uh, a game one. I also go Pelicans, and I think the physical dominance was clear here. They out-rebounded the Grizz by 15 rebounds in this game. That's the way they can continually win when Zion Williamson is healthy. So I know it was not without John Morant, but this was still the two-seed in the West last year. And the Pelicans played him off the court. That has to matter for something, right? Lindsay Theory, what mattered to you for Game 1? has to be Porzingis in his Celtics debut against his former team. 30 points, 9 straight to put them up for good there in the fourth. And a historical note, most points in Celtics debut. He surpasses Dominique Wilkins. That's a record that's been held for 29 years for him to have the most points in a wow. debut for the Celtics. Is that right? It was Dominique Wilkins. You don't remember Dominique the Celtic yeah. as much as I, I guess you'd have to be on another team and then go to the Celtics and so many of the Celtics greats. Came and started and stayed with Boston. Callis Shaw, a number one takeaway from game one for you? Bruce, Bruce Brown was a nice role player for the Nuggets championship team last year. Maybe a fourth or fifth or sixth option. He goes to Indiana, signs for a decent contract. 24 points in 27 minutes. 
That team scores 143 with a healthy Halliburton, Miles Turner. They you like Indiana this year, yeah. Not a lot of I defense. I think they might be from their opponent last night. May not see a lot of defense from that team. We're not going to even get into the that. The Wizards, we'll just, no, we'll you let that go. Talk about 143. We'll be horned and we'll take a break. Sixers Bucks is tonight. And now you ask me, is everything going to be okay between the Sixers and James Harden? Today's report, Ooh. Harden was barred from the team flight at the airport. We got an Argo situation. We'll talk about that after the break. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. 49ers Bengals Sunday, and with Brock Purdy and concussion protocol, it's looking like Sam Darnold will start. How much drop-off do you think? Or nothing. There will be for a team that wants to break their two-game slide. Lindsay, buy or sell Darnold being able to lead San Fran to a victory Sunday versus Cincy. Dare I say in this setting, Tony, I'm all in on Sam Darnold. I am buying it. I watched Sam Darnold play at USC. He was a former first-round pick. He has all the physical talent. He's been stuck in two dysfunctional organizations. And now Kyle Shanahan has the opportunity to make the most of him. Kyle Shanahan has done a great job with quarterbacks. Maybe not Trey Lance there. Uh, But he has got the most out of all of his guys. We see that happening with Brock Purdy now with Sam Darnold. He does have a great offense, albeit without some stars potentially, including Debo Samuel. He is. He will not be playing, uh, but he does have George Kittle. He does have Christian McCaffrey sure. to lean on, and he is going against a defense that is not great yards after contact, which is what the 49ers Okay, so you don't think there'll be much of a drop-off should this come to be, and you, uh, you think San Francisco could win this game because they're on a two-game losing streak. Tim Kalishaw, to you. No, I'm going to sell this. I think just the lack of experience level in the Shanahan system. We saw how much better Brock Purdy was in the first few games this year than he was in those first few starts at the end of last year. That, that offense was really performing at its you know optimum level against Dallas. Uh, it, it had slipped since then. It's going to slip some more with Sam Dunn. David Dennis Jr.? 
Yeah, I'm selling this. I'm not so concerned that Darnold is as seamless a transition as they're making it sound to be. Like the last last season, yeah, he played well with the Panthers for a few of those games, but he's still, since 2019, is 35 out of 37 quarterbacks and expected an EPA from, per dropback. So, you know, he has a long record of not being that great. Last time we saw him against the Saints, his court is uh, quarterback ranking was 2.8 and he's going against the Bengals defense that is the best in the red zone over the last two years. I'm not sure he can maintain that all. And Bill Barnwell. I'm selling. Sam Darnold has needed things to be absolutely perfect around him to succeed in years past. You can't let him get behind. Gotta have a great offensive line. Gotta have great playmakers. Niners have that in theory, but Trent Williams might not play. Best lineman for the Niners. Debo Samuel is already out. A little concerned that Sam Darnold does not have a perfect scenario around him for this game. Back to Lindsay. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth on whether you think San Francisco could break that losing streak. Please, go ahead. I absolutely think okay. San Francisco can break that losing streak. All right. I, we'll be definitive about that, that. That's a definitive answer. That's all I asked for. I thought I, I, thought I spooked you there for a second. Uh, the play that Brock Purdy was injured on is not known, but the possibility is it was on this play, a sneak, and maybe even more precisely, San Fran's attempt at a tush push, although the push of the tush looks to be a little bit late there. The amount of oxygen spent on the tush push and whether it should be allowed, whether it's a football play, but also whether it's an increased injury risk, uh, has happened over the last couple of weeks, Bill. So do you believe this injury came from this play choice? I don't think so. We've seen Patrick Mahomes get hurt on a traditional sneak in years past. Injured his knee. Chiefs won't let him run sneaks of any kind, tush push or otherwise, anymore. I think in reality, with Brock Purdy getting injured, you're going to see other teams think about maybe we shouldn't have our starting quarterback behind the center on that tush push. Maybe it should be a fullback or a tight end or uh, maybe a running back. Maybe your backup quarterback can do it. As long as you have someone who can get pushed forward or maybe hand the ball off on a jet sweep, you're going to be just All right. But you also, not your don't you also team. need somebody who can take the hand, take the snap, right? That is usually not something tight ends are as, as keen on and doing. I hear what you're saying, though. All right, let's move on. Sixers Bucks tonight, the debut of Giannis and Lillard. That's something to look forward to. But now you ask me, how's everything going between the Sixers and James Harden? Well, here's how everything's going. The team flied out to Milwaukee. He showed up to travel with the team at the airport. He was stopped by security, Chris Haynes reports. Harden not permitted to accompany the team. They want him working out in Philadelphia, not on the bench, and not traveling with the team. Tim Callishow, what do you buy? What do you sell from that? I'm buying what the Sixers are doing. He's been away from the team for 10 days. The last thing they want is him to hop on a plane, jump into a game when he hasn't practiced, pull a hamstring, be out for two months, and, and be sitting there unhappy collecting those paychecks. David Dennis Jr.? I'm selling all of this. This is dysfunction. Where's the communication? James Harden, tell him you're coming. Team, tell James Harden you don't want to be there so you're not stopped at the door like me when I'm trying to sneak a shrimp po' boy into the movie theater. <laughs> this, this does not need to be happening. And Bill Bardwell? I'm selling on this James Harden situation. We knew this was going to happen the moment he got there because that's just how he left Houston in the first place. That's why he's in Philadelphia to begin with. This was always going to end messily. These are two sides putting out competing stories, trying to win this argument, and it doesn't matter. He has to get traded. The sooner it happens, the better for everybody involved. And Lindsay Theory. I'm selling on the whole thing. More drama there than there is on the young and the restless. What are we doing watching James Harden show up? Like, he didn't know he was not going to be making that trip. I mean, this whole thing feels like a scripted play. It's not going well. Who can create the most drama on each side? Let's just be done with it. The two sides need to break up.
Everybody's a little bit more emotional and things are a little bit more heightened at the airport though, right? I mean, that, that's, that's what happens here. So the NBA, no Harden tonight, of course, for that game. And these are the new rules that the Stars have to play. And for Phoenix versus the Lakers, no Beal and no Booker now tonight. It's, it's game two, and we're already there. Tim Kalashaw, Barnwell, thank you for your time today. Lindsey Theory, David Dennis Jr., Showdown next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Lindsay Theory, David Dennis Jr., good luck in showdown. I have a philosophical question for you. Can you call a players-only meeting... After you lose game one of the season. The Bulls did it last night after they got worked by OKC. Lindsay, can they do that? Absolutely not. It is one game. You brought back seven core players from last year's team, and something is so wrong after one game. They have to call a players-only meeting. This is only indicative Maybe. of deeper issues in Chicago. You know, what's What's worse than this is Billy Donovan's explanation who said this was not a players-only meeting. It was just a meeting where the players were by themselves, and when he tried to join, they said, Coach, don't join. It's a meeting for just the players, but it wasn't a players-only meeting. (laughs) That's a two-point answer for David Dennis. We'll move on. The new flopping technicals in the NBA got... Two last night in the same game. Back-to-back, Porzingis for falling on the run back to defense. That was ruled a flop. And Brunson for dropping after the shot. This was ruled a flop and a technical on Brunson. And today, NBA reps posted they got it wrong because there was contact on the foot. Could have been a flagrant going on Tatum the other way. So already one for two. David, you have more or less faith in this new flopping rule. I have way less faith because the last thing this league needs is more judgment calls from referees to get wrong. And they got this call wrong that cost them four points in the fourth quarter with six minutes left. Lindsay Theory? Props for the accountability, but come on, you're 500, one of two right, and you're posting about it a day later that you didn't even make the correct judgment call? I'm out on this. Props for accountability in general. There's, there's no accountability here. They just release a tweet, and then they move on from it. It's not like, oh, we got it wrong. That's not accountability. Accountability would be doing something to the referees who got it wrong. We'll move on. The NBA going back to East-West All-Star Game. No more picking team captains. No more Elam ending, Lindsay. Does this make the All-Star Game better or worse? Far better. I don't need an instruction manual to try to keep score for the NBA All-Star game. I love David. this. 
I want the old, the, the way that they've been doing it. I like the players picking their teams in the studio and the Elam ending was pretty entertaining for a few of these years. Possible. Everyone forgot though. What was wrong with the former All-Star game and how it, it was played out now? So we've been years removed. Go ahead, David, take your FaceTime. Dusty Baker announces retirement. I want to salute that legend for being a pioneer uh, for African-American managers and coaches across all sports. But Major League Baseball has to do something. Now there is only one African-American manager left in the league. They have to figure out a way to, rep uh, to do something about that and make it better. Thank you, David. Johnny B. Baker, one as a player, one as a manager. Amazing. And also part of his legacy, a small part. The inventor of the high five. You guys know this? He hit a home run. Uh-uh. High five, Glenn Burke, his teammate. We request the highest of fives, Dusty. What a great career.